Good morning, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to everyone who is listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. Today and next Tuesday on The Voice of Charity, we are going to take a closer look at a Catholic charity service area that is quietly but effectively saving lives every day. I'm talking about our domestic violence service area, which, like many other service areas, has seen an increase in the number of clients seeking assistance over the last several years. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, before the pandemic, one in three women and one in four men nationwide said they have experienced some sort of physical violence from an intimate partner. Now, some Midwest domestic violence support programs are seeing as much as a 40 to 42% increase in the number of victims seeking help. In Illinois, more than 41% of women and nearly 26% of men say they have been victims of domestic violence. Those numbers are really staggering, aren't they? Catholic Charities has two private, secure transitional housing residences where domestic violence victims and their children in some cases go to recover and begin the process of starting their lives over. One is in Cook County, and it is called the House of the Good Shepherd. The other is in Lake County, and it is called the House of Peace. We are most fortunate to have with us today the exceptional program directors of these residences. Anne Grossklaus is here from the House of Good Shepherd, and Ada Segura is here from the House of Peace. Welcome, Anne and Ada. Thank you, Katie. Good morning. So delighted to have you both with us today to talk about this important subject. Um, Anne, may we start with you? Um, can you help our listeners better understand the circumstances that bring women to seek assistance uh, from Catholic charities uh, regarding their domestic violence experiences? Sure, Katie. Um, well, most unfortunately, um, our women are actually mothers in this case, and they are victims of um, very severe abuse. Um, it's, it's every in the form of physical, um, emotional, verbal, financial, sexual. Um, so as victims, um, they are at a point where oftentimes they're within, um, you know, moments of their life, oftentimes with weapon or, or by, you know, physically, um, as well as depressed and, and oftentimes see the effects of the, of the domestic violence um, on their children. And so usually it's even when they start to see their children either become more violent or show signs of depression and things and change their nature that they begin to realize that they need to make a change. And so in most cases, Anne, uh, by the time someone contacts you and your colleagues, have they already left the, the violent situation in the home that they were living in? Or is it sometimes that they just know they're in danger and they're trying to start investigating avenues for help? Um, you know what, it's actually both. Um, so we work with a number of different um, programs, one of them being our, our, our very wonderful Catholic charity social workers that are out in the, in the community working in parishes and hospitals. So we, were, we, were serve, we receive referrals from them when they're helping to assist um, moms that might come forward, either through the medical, um, through their medical appointments or through their parish. Um, but we also receive um, calls uh, directly from moms that might actually find out from a friend about our pro program and reach out through the, through the web um, and find our, our information that way. And then they give us a call. Or um, also there's the domestic violence hotline of Chicago and Illinois. So we also get calls directly from them. So it's, and also some of our moms do come from 
uh, temporary emergency shelters where they just maybe went for a couple of weeks for and safety. And then they're actually looking for a program specifically for domestic violence. And so when you start speaking with a, a woman and you start assessing how many children she have and, and has and how many, you know, what grades they're in and involved with school, what are the first steps you take to uh, show them the house of the Good Shepherd and, and see if it ends up being a, a, a good place for them to start to recover in? Yeah, so if, if they're actually directly in the situation, our first um, help with them is actually safety. So first, first we're assessing their safety because um, that's paramount. So we're actually developing a safety plan with them, um, really encouraging them to call the police if they're not someone, sometimes they don't really use that resource, they've been afraid, um, but that but the, the police are there to protect and, and to reach out to them. Um, also, do they have you know relatives or neighbors that they can reach out to? Like I said, a lot of it is just the immediate safety. Um, then we also start to share with them their rights about orders of protection, um, about how the justice system can be there for them carefully. I know sometimes they're afraid of actually using that system, but it's for their own safety and for their children. Um, so we actually, uh, we help them initially with, with that, just with trust, but also connect them with a legal advocate if necessary to help them to file for the order of protection. Um, and then we start to really share with them, like you said, about our program and how we really want to be there to help them heal and offer them a lot of support and that we care and that there's people out there that like us and other programs like House of Peace and, and they really want to you know, be there for them and that they're not alone. And, and Ada, are those referral processes that Ann mentioned the same for you in, in, in Lake County with the House of Peace? Or is that how you get referrals? Or uh, more often, do women call House of Peace themselves? What, what's the most common uh, avenue for you to meet new clients? Usually, are the clients themselves that reach out to us. Um, the House of Peace is born out of a parish experience, so it's a very community-based origins. And so it's allowing us after 11 years to really um, energize the community to be attentive and to identify, um, you know, those sources of, uh, you know, help that are needed in the community when it comes to domestic violence, especially of women and children. So the parishes are great sources of referrals, but also the clients themselves at this point. Uh, the House of Peace program consists not only on the residential program, but we also have a a supportive community uh, integrated but many of the women that have gone through the program but also others that never came to the shelter but they are still being helped out in the community so that's also a very strong source of referral for us and it's wonderful because it's the women themselves identifying those neighbors those co-workers at the factory those people at the parish uh, you know, uh, on Sunday who maybe are struggling with this, but it's, it's difficult to talk about it. And, and there's this culture of silence that, uh, you know, pressure women not to speak up and that are, are giving basically a hand and a voice to those uh, victims and helping us identify them and bringing them to a place where they could receive, you know, orientation, help and unconditional support. And also, non-judgmental accompaniment. So, um, but by this time, I guess it is the clients themselves that, that you know, have built already either vicariously or themselves uh, through the community involvement, a sense of trust with House of Peace. Mm -hmm. 
And, and as Anne said, you know, time is of the essence when a first woman reaches out to either of, of you ladies. You know, how do you assess, you know, without alarming her, how do you assess, you know, the level of danger that she may be in and, and you know, alert her to um, avenues of, of safety if she needs them immediately? Um, Ada, may I start with you? Sure. Um, well, one of our principles of operation and working with domestic violence victims and survivors is to always provide the women with the capacity to make decisions themselves. We know how complicated and difficult this decision of leaving a home is, and it requires preparation um, and a, a decision process that the women themselves have to arrive to. Of course, we want to be there to provide information, help, and unconditional support, but it's her who's on the steering wheel of this decision, and we are in the back seat, encouraging and providing information um, and reminding them of their value in their life, the dignity of their existence, and how, especially, you know, in the context, for instance, of House of Peace, where we are, you know, um, a, um, born out of a faith community experience, reminding them also of their their value as children of God and women uh, of worth and uh, how it's important that they embrace that and that we are ready whenever they are. So once the women make that, you know, decision, often in a process of accompaniment with, uh, you know, with us, then we take the step that is necessary, whether it is to prepare a, um, a safety um, plan to leave the home if they are still in the domestic violence situation, if they have left, um, the kind of necessary legal steps to protect themselves, like Ann said, the order of protection, or uh, talk with an, um, a legal advocate so that they will not be going to court by themselves, they will not be facing things that are all new for many of them and very scary, of course. And of course, the situation of the children is, 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 is very important. How am I gonna, you know, survive during this time? And that's where, you know, we talk about house of peace and what we can offer, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, a very step-by-step uh, -step and also always center in the client's readiness and most uh, respect for her decision. There are women that choose to stay and they are not, re they are not ready. They don't feel completely, um, you know, um, resolved in this decision. So what we encourage them is to come to our community of support, Phoenix, which is a week, uh, meet weekly uh, at our, our site. Um, and just to kind of uh, enter into a process of education, information, and accompaniment of a community of women experiencing also this kind of journey of recovery from um, this unfortunate trauma that, you know, affects families, affects society, affects communities, and especially uh, those most vulnerable. Thank you for sharing all of that, Ada. Um, and can you share a little bit with us about the, the impact of the pandemic? At the top of the show, we talked about how uh, statistics nationwide are rising. You know, just the stress and the anxiety of the pandemic has compounded relationship problems in many ways. Have you seen that, an increased number of clients um, and, and maybe the seriousness of, of the situations that you're encountering? Uh, most definitely, Katie. Um, we we definitely saw um, a big jump in the amount of referrals to us, as well as, like you said, just the amount of trauma and um, and also a lot of 
a lot of delays too, though, that, and, and even getting people into program, we had to have them tested, um, even delays with legal, legal, the law, you know, a lot of the legal um, systems were backed up um, and medical. And so there, and our, even child care, our child care center, unfortunately, um, had to be closed just because we didn't have enough staff. So it's just been, it was a very challenging time all around. But at the same time, I feel like our program, our staff really stepped up and, um, you know, really just worked longer hours or just really came in knowing that um, we're like a family here and, and you do what needs to be done. Because um, when we, when, as Ada says, when these families, when these moms make this big decision, um, it's very difficult to, to leave the situation. We really want to be there for them and accompany them through through all of it and not and not kind of say, well, the pandemic's in the way. So yeah, I'm really proud of, of um, overall how, 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 how we did this during this difficult time. Well, Catholic Charities, mm-hmm. House of the Good Shepherd and House of Peace um, are two locations where service never stopped. It was never even uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, slowed down or, or you know delayed for several days when the pandemic started. And so truly, you two ladies and all of your colleagues are among our frontline workers who are heroes to all of us, um, how you continue to offer services under incredibly different uh, circumstances. Um, if you please bear with, we're with us, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we continue our conversation, uh, we're going be back with Ann Gross-Klaus and Ada Segura talking about Catholic Charities domestic violence transitional housing. Please stay with us. that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. I feel special. (laughs) I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. We are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. 
To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedemann, and it's my privilege today to be here with Ann Grossklaus, the Program Director of Catholic Charities House of the Good Shepherd, and Ada Segura, who is the Program Director of Catholic Charities House of Peace. Both of these are transitional housing residences for domestic violence victims, uh, the House of Good Shepherd in Cook County and the House of Peace in Lake County. And ladies, before the break, we were talking about, you know, how women uh, come to make that very difficult situation of leaving what they believe to be an unsafe environment. Um, can I ask you to please share with our listeners a little bit about once they've made that decision and they move into the House of Peace um, or the House of the Good Shepherd uh, with or without children, what are those, some of the programs and services that you offer them to help them begin to heal? Ada, may I start with you? Sure. Um, so the House of Peace, um, it's really an oasis of recovery and growth for traumatizing um, circumstances that have, you know, hurt these women and children. So uh, we try to promote, first of all, a model of um, healing, empowerment, and also sustainability. And in doing that, we provide uh, many different tools. But first of all, uh, we focus on creating uh, an environment of mutual commitment uh, in the residents' living space. Uh, residents, staff, and volunteers make a mutual commitment uh, to one another to emphasize dignity, healing, and empowerment. And each member of the community makes a commitment to her own growth. Um, and so in this process, uh, the result is really a shift of agency of each participant in this program, not only on the resident clients, but also and the people working with them. So another important core um, value for House of Peace is a transformation through incremental change. So um, what we want to do that uh, at that moment is uh, an integral part of the intake process. Women review a holistic self-sufficiency matrix and dialogue with the case manager and the counselor and basically establish uh, goals for growth in multiple areas, safety, housing, security, education, employment, financial stability. So it's a very thorough um, component of sort of taking a measure, a pulse of where women are. And in, in many cases, and we have like a, this matrix has like a numeric way to measure incremental change. It's very useful and it's very um, a powerful tool because women after six months of staying with us will see the movement from like maybe a zero or a one in some of these areas. No, and our goal is to move them as close as we can to a number five, which is basically the self-sufficiency um, capacity to be independent and, and financially um, secure. So it's six months that we have with this, this women, and we try to utilize this um, time very uh, mindfully 
And um, so case management is the most important thing we do and also counseling and the director, me, myself, is the one assessing each of the cases. So we have uh, really a multidisciplinary team working and putting our arms and, and expertise around each of the clients. We also focus on the agency of women. So uh, while House of Peace is a community with extensive ethos and service, the focus of the program is cultivating a kind of solidarity that empowers victims of domestic violence and survivors. So our, our focus on, on the Phoenix community, on our Phoenix support group is very important. This group becomes a tool, a tremendous tool for um, and promoting healing and companionship uh, with each other. So women um, share, you know, uh, two and a half hours of uh, a whole uh, focus on um, wellness. So physical attention to the body, which is a very powerful tool to um, deal with trauma. So we have yoga instructors that are volunteers. We have Zumba instructors, anything that, you know, provides just kind of an attention to the body. We also have always a speaker or somebody who comes in the support uh, group during that weekly meeting to present any topic relevant to women's uh, um, interest, whether it's in health, whether it's uh, parenting, whether it's financial health, immigration, et cetera. And finally, um, we have a, a spiritual component, some kind of um, meditation or um, a focus on prayer or focus on self-awareness, focus on um, connecting with um, those sources of strength. Many of our women are uh, very active on their faith, so we must engage that aspect of their own personal growth as well. It's a really so, holistic approach, Ada, that you take. It's really inspiring uh, to hear of these mm -hmm. different components yes. and the parameters of progress that you set. Um, Anne, could you please share with us a couple of success stories of, of women who've come to the House of Good Shepherd? And obviously, I'm sure you have similar programs to House of Peace and similar parameters. Um, can you share with us a couple of success stories of women who've been able to move on with their lives in a happier, healthier, safer way? Yes, I'd like to share a story of a woman who just left on the 28th of February. Um, she was here, actually moved here from Sudan with her family as a refugee. So she had no English skills when she came to us. Um, if you can imagine her being very shy and, and lacking in confidence and, and, and language skills, but she um, took a lot of the classes that um, Ada mentioned. We have a healing recovery program here as well, but also um, English as a second language classes. Um, and a lot of the, and then moved into, after all the healing work, into job readiness and self-sufficiency. And um, actually interviewed at Home Depot and got a full-time job there and was just um, given a promotion to $20 an hour. So she's super excited. Um, and this is all it's with wonderful. her learning how to speak English. Um, so she's now working as an, as a one of the more um, high level in the garden department um, at Home Depot and just moved out, like I said, on the 28th and her children are doing very well too in school. Um, they're, they were getting good marks and um, just to, most of all though, to see her con her confidence level, just get to a point where it was, she was a completely um, bloomed and just a different person altogether. So um, that accompaniment that Ada mentions that their program offers is very much what Catholic Charities does and all of our programs, just that very special that we're here with you through the good times to the bad times. Um, and then of course, are so much celebrating with her as she moves into her apartment. Um, and then she will continue to come back here to our aftercare program, which is the third Sunday of the month. 
Um, she'll be back. So it was nice to kind of give her a blessing goodbye. I'm in our chapel um, with Father Kelly and then send her um, to her to her new um, apartment, but also welcome her back, like I said, for um, a special uh, special special classes. We have support group, um, our clothing room, our food room, basically all our support services are available through our aftercare program. That's a very important component, isn't it, Anne, about the aftercare program, that, that when a woman, you know, feels that she's ready to live independently with or without, you know, her children, um, and, and she leaves the House of Good Shepherd or House of Peace, you know, you always give the impression, I know both of you do, you, you let that woman know she's always got a home there, she's always got friends there. Am I right, Ada? Well, yes. Uh, and I will say that's one of the um, huge uh, sources of healing is to provide a sustainable community of support. Yeah. And that's what uh, we have through the Phoenix Group, for instance. Women come back after 10 years. We still have women coming back to help others, to take to, you know, to do shopping in a place that they, they know for the first time because they are immigrants, but to introduce them to, um, you know, resources in the community. Um, to help them with um, bringing their children to the park to play, uh, things like that. So it's wonderful to see a full circle uh, healing uh, that, you know, encourage uh, uh, the survivor to give back to their community. In the and short time we have left, Ada, could you please also share a client's story with us so that we all appreciate um, the real names and faces? Just yes. you know, don't even need to give the name, but, but just a real client Absolutely. story of success yes. at House of Peace. Sure. House of Peace uh, actually um, has uh, been the only bilingual, fully bicultural in the sense of, uh, you know, Spanish speaker program in the whole Midwest. So we should be very proud of that. Uh, many of the Latino women from the county, the Lake County and beyond, seek our help. Um, and they feel very much at home. But I will share the story of one mom uh, with four children. Uh, she um didn't have any family here in the United States. And she um, had uh, come and was in the, you know, process of um, gaining a path towards uh, immigration status uh, that allowed her to work. However, um, she, you know, didn't have yet the credentials. So um, she began uh, at the House of Peace gaining a sense of confidence and a sense of uh, you know, a connection to other people. And she began preparing a salsa, a salsa that um, became actually um, her source of work. She became an entrepreneur after the program, um, received tremendous affirmation and encouragement and began her own business. This woman um, start, you know, um, basically, um, put in his, her salsa in jars and people start buying left and right. Many of our neighbors and our uh, partners, you know, quickly became acquainted with this delicious uh, making. And this woman is now able to subsist thanks to her, her own business and is an entrepreneur who has been able to support her children continue living independently and free of violence and gives back to the community. That's just so wonderful, Ada. Real quickly, oh, can I yeah. ask you both to please give the phone number um, for the House of Good Shepherd and the House of Peace in case anybody out there um, might need assistance. Anne, may I start with you? Sure. House of Good Shepherd is 773-935-3434. Wonderful. And Ada, House of Peace in Lake County. 
Yes. So anybody can call to this number, and this is a direct number that I, will, I myself will answer, is 224-430-4977. Wonderful. And I thank you both ladies being on the show today. I could talk to you both for hours about the wonderful work you do. Please call, keep, keep us posted on how we can support your work, and we'll have you back on for another update soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. And we invite you back again for another week of uh, The Voice of Charity, where we're going to continue our conversation about domestic violence services. Um, for now, this is Katie Breedham, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.